You have to communicate love when placing your dinner order. I don't want to dwell on the fact my 11-year-old son is sometimes a jerk because then my 14-year-old daughter from her front passenger seat throne would chime in and say, it's not sometimes, it's all the time. My son, with years of hurt, at a very cool and unfriendly older sister, bubbling to the surface, would yell at her to stop being such an ass. And then the story would completely derail before we got going, because I would tell him not to talk like that, and he would argue, well, she is one, and you always take her side. I would try to point out that addressing his bad language is not taking her side, and tell her for the thousandth time that she needs to be nicer to her brother, but then she would tell me, no, I don't. He's a jerk, and I don't have to be nice to him. She would say this because she, too, is sometimes a jerk. As for me, never. So I would have to calmly turn up the radio and hope there was a song we all liked on, such as All Things Considered. Then they would both get mad at me and just maybe join forces to protest. But because of my limited tolerance for songs with a lot of oh nana in them and my belief that kids don't deserve happy radio endings after bickering, the radio would most likely get turned off and we'd all simmer in silence before I'd say, I love you, to whoever got out of the car first. So even though it makes me feel rather vulnerable to talk about my 11-year-old's poor choice of wording, I would like to distance myself from any personal responsibility for it and instead just relate the facts. I tried to take him to dinner. The plan was something like this. Pick Mikey up at school, run into Target with our baby and toddler to get a birthday present for his friend, among a few other necessities, then stop for dinner on the way home. For me, this is about as awesome a Friday night as I could ever hope for. A wrench, or ripstick, was immediately thrown in the plan when Mikey entered the car with a ripstick that he had just won in the school raffle. I immediately felt cheated. I had put $20 in for a walkathon, and they allowed this to be one of the presents? Isn't a ripstick the kind of thing you let parents decide on? But then I let go of that and asked, Does Corey have a ripstick? No, he liked mine. Maybe you could give him the ripstick as his birthday present. You know, in Turkish culture, regifting is the highest form of gifting. You always say that. We left it open as a possibility. Our moderately friendly neighborhood Target has an open-mouthed Starbucks at its entry, ready to suck in whatever dollars it can. Now, I know a Starbucks stop before dinner seems ridiculous, but this was a time in our lives when we had a two-month baby in tow, and the line between a good time for coffee-related beverages and a stupid time for them was as jagged as a coffee buzz. I stood in the Starbucks line with my infant strapped in her baby carrier, toddler under control in the red cart, and my Mikey debating endlessly over which flavor to go with. He was just tall enough to rest his arm on the low ledge of the coffee bar. I watched his hand slide across the bar, flop down on the other side, and couldn't get out a stop before his fingers were running all over the flavor pumps. Don't touch those! He stopped without acknowledging me and kept on deliberating over a drink choice. I tickled his sister a bit and then turned to see in food safety horror that he was again caressing the flavor pumps. What are you doing? Stop it! He rolled around and shrilly told me, Chill out! Whether I needed a coffee or not, it only took a second to register the calculation that manhandling coffee syrups plus being rude to mom does not equal a drink purchase. I'm done, I said, and turned around to get some cleaning supplies and binkies. 
I was a bit surprised Mikey didn't follow me, but I figured he knew how to find us, and he did a few minutes later at checkout. Where the hell were you? he asked me. We're getting Corey a gift card and calling it a day or night or whatever it is. And don't talk like that. It's unnecessary. His protests began. Rain greeted us on our way out as Mikey insisted that you can't get someone a $20 gift card for a present. I think it's nice. I would like one myself. He can choose what he likes. Ugh, you're so dumb. You don't know anything. Obviously, we weren't going out to dinner. As we drove in the direction of home and Mikey's rant on gifting etiquette subsided, I thought about how we still needed to eat, and the options at home were scrambled, fried, or hard-boiled eggs. I decided I'd run into the sandwich shop and leave Mikey in charge of the car for five minutes. Baby Chaska was sleeping away, and Naya could come in with me. Mikey placed his sandwich order, and I clarified, So you want nothing but ham and cheese? Yes, he hissed at me. Jeez! Baby Chaska started crying. Forget it. I turned the car back on and drove away. What was most disappointing about all of this, besides not getting my turkey sandwich, was that usually Mikey and I have such a great time together. I love his company. He is so funny and clever, outgoing and tender-hearted. Wait, we're not getting sandwiches, Mikey realized. Nope, you didn't communicate kindness or gratitude or love. We're going home. Kindness or gratitude or love? Love? I have to communicate love when telling you what I want for dinner? I nodded my head. That's crazy! He was silent for a moment, then added, You were probably just like me when you were younger. Stop trying to make me a better person, you psychopath! I turned on NPR. When we got home, I made egg and cheese sandwiches. After putting the finishing touches on a homemade birthday card for Corey and wrapping up his ripstick, Mikey joined us in the kitchen. <laughs>